You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm partner and attorney Chris Johnson. Many have heard the term hospice, but few understand the details of the program. Joining us today is Debbie Glover of Gentiva Hospice to clear up some of the myths and misconceptions. Debbie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here, Chris. Well, we're honored to have you. The uh, This can be a tough topic to talk about because uh, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about hospice. People really aren't sure what it is or what it means. So can you just tell our listeners out there, what is hospice? Absolutely. It, this is a difficult, difficult conversation to have with anyone, but Basically, the philosophy of hospice is to provide support and care for any person and their family. I want to emphasize family uh, of someone that's in their last phases of an incurable disease. And uh, it's meant so that they may live as fully and as comfortable as possible for whatever time they have left. I, I think that's a perfect definition, and and it does. I think it would catch a lot of our listeners off guard. So it, it's not just for the individual, but you you guys kind of keep an eye on family members too, as far as just when they're at the facility or if if they're in the home, if you're providing hospice in the home. Is that correct? Absolutely. A lot of times, the family needs more support than the patient does. The patient may be totally fine and comfortable with what's happening with them, but it's the family that needs the support. And that's where we bring in our whole team of social workers and chaplains and nurses and aides to support the family. And with that being said, we don't only support them throughout the patient's disease and their passing, but for 13 months after their loved one passes. And that gets them through all of the first uh, anniversaries, holidays, special, you know, special dates throughout 13 months and even longer if needed. Wow. Yeah. I bet you most people out there didn't know that. So what are the biggest misconceptions about hospice then? What, what do people have wrong when they think of hospice? Most people think that when hospice is called in to be a part of their care that number one, they're giving up. Well, all they're doing is giving up you know, going back and forth to the hospital or getting aggressive treatment that's not helping anymore. Um, you know, they think that we're going to come in and start giving morphine and, you know, make them pass away. Our goal is to keep them alive but comfortable, you know, with a good quality of life for as long as we can. That's our goal. And most of the time, our hospice patients live at an average of a month longer than someone without hospice. And that's because our expert team, our nurses, physicians are overseeing their care 
and can pick up on a secondary infection like a urinary tract infection or upper respiratory infection or a wound infection. Um, and we treat with antibiotics. People think that you give up all your medicines and you don't get any treatment, but that's not the truth. We, we treat anything that comes along uh, and they don't have to go to the doctor to get those antibiotics. We get those prescribed and uh, brought into their home for them. Got it. Well, and boy, even I didn't know that that I uh, that they tend to live one month longer with hospice than without. Mm-hmm. That that is amazing. I love the way you put it. That this hospice is not about giving up. It's it's right. about getting the best treatment we can under the circumstances that they're dealing with. So mm-hmm. let's. So I think you've kind of hit some of the benefits of hospice. What do you think? What are the highlight benefits that you think our listeners need to know about? There's so many benefits that uh, can benefit every every patient uh, and family. Um, of course, we see patients wherever they live. Um, we have seen patients in hotel rooms that you know don't have homes. We've we've even actually seen patients that are homeless uh, or in shelters. But uh, they can they can receive hospice wherever they live. That whether it's a long-term care facility, an assisted living home. Um, we do some hospital care for extreme cases of um, where they need inpatient hospice. But, you know, a lot of the benefits, uh, one thing is their medical equipment is totally covered under the hospice benefit. So you don't have to qualify for oxygen. We do that almost automatically for most of our patients because that's a comfort uh, you know, a comfort issue. Right. So oxygen, hospital beds, lifts, bedside commodes, wheelchairs, uh, all of that is ordered and delivered to the patient's home. Their personal uh, care items like diapers and pull-ups and wound care supplies, those are uh, provided by the hospice as well. Uh, their medications related to their terminal terminal diagnosis and anything else that's life-sustaining uh, is paid for through hospice, anything for comfort and symptom management. Um, we have nurses available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, even holidays and are on call during that time for, for any needs. And then, as I mentioned before, the bereavement for 13 months. God, so it's very yeah. comprehensive. I mean, you you just listed off a, a whole laundry list there of things that hospice care provides. I, most people are not aware of that, are they? No, they're not. You know, and I've been in hospice for for sixteen years, and almost every time that I meet with a family, which is actually my favorite part of hospice, is getting to know the families and offering this service, uh, it's so rewarding just to be able to, to explain what we can do and, and see the relief on their faces. And most of the time, they're, they're saying, why would anybody say no to this? You know, it's extra yeah. touches and extra care. You know, of course, hospice is not for someone that wants, that is still getting aggressive treatment, that still has you know, treatment that can be done like chemo or radiation or, you know, dialysis, things like that, where they're getting curative treatment. But then in most of our counties in this area, we, we have what we call palliative care that is not hospice. 
but symptom management where a nurse practitioner goes into their home. So we have both levels of care, but um, most of the time the families, you just see that sense of relief on their face when you tell them how you're going to be able to assist them. And one of the things and um, one of the team members is the aide, and uh, they can go in and help with providing personal care, change beds, wash hair, do things like that that's really taking a toll on family on family yeah. members. I'll bet. So, so how does all this get paid for? It, it, does insurance cover any of it? It, it does. Absolutely. I mean, as comprehensive as it is, it sounds like there, there's a cost involved. No, not one, not at all. Um, and that's another thing that people don't understand. This is a benefit for those of us that are 65 or older uh, and have paid into Medicare and have Medicare or a replacement plan. Uh, for Medicare, it is covered 100%. Um, it is a Medicare benefit, and there is nothing out of pocket. The only time there would ever be anything out of pocket would be um, if it was a private insurance, like someone that still had private insurance and they had not met their deductible. They would just have to meet their deductible or they're out of pocket. But for Medicare, Medicaid, uh it's covered, you know, from day one, 100%. Okay. Uh, and most of the time, by the time someone's referred to hospice, they've met their Medicare, I mean, their out-of-pocket or uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Out-of-pocket or uh, deductible, sorry. Yeah, they've maxed out their deductible uh, for the most year. Most of the time, they've already met that. Okay. So, it is covered and we take you know, all replacement plans, actually those that have replacement plans, and when I'm saying that, I'm talking like Cigna Health Springs or Humana, any of those that uh, Medicare recipients choose that uh, to be their, their replacement for Medicare, it reverts back to Medicare for hospice. Okay. So it is covered 100%. Uh, no bills come from hospice for that. All right. So, how does how does someone I, how does someone broach this with their doctor? If someone thinks, you know, maybe I'm at that point, how do you talk to about the how do you talk to your doctor about hospice care? Absolutely, and this is something that sometimes is hard for doctors to um, to discuss with patients because sometimes they feel like they're failing their patient if they say, you know, you need hospice, so there's nothing else we can do. Um, so it is, it is great when a family member or a patient realizes, you know, I'm tired of going back and forth to the hospital. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I just want to be comfortable in my home and not go through all this anymore. So they can, they can tell their doctor or their nurse practitioner, uh, hey, you know, what about someone coming to my home and having a hospice conversation? And we can go to the patient's homes and have that conversation without even a doctor's order. But if they did decide to move forward with hospice, we would need a physician's order because to qualify for hospice, you have to have a physician's order that states if that disease process follows its normal course, that they would expect a patient, that patient to live six months or less. Of course, I tell families every day, there's only one person that knows when that's going to happen. 
And, you know, doctors can say, right. if it follows the normal course, yeah. I would expect them to pass within six months. So the doctor gives us that order, and we can take it from there. Then the hospice physician, each office or branch has their own medical director that works directly with them, and they have to agree, looking at the medical uh, information, that that patient does meet the criteria for hospice because, you know, Medicare sets forth rules, and we abide by those. Uh, and so if someone's not appropriate, then we might recommend palliative care until they decline a little more. Okay. Because uh, there's not a six-month prognosis with, pal- with palliative care. Got it. So that is how you get the ball rolling. Just talk with your physician or their nurse and just say, can I have someone from Gentiva come out and just talk to me about what benefit I can get here in my home? That, that is wonderful. Well, you read my mind, Debbie, because my last question was going to be about uh, whether or not you needed a doctor's order on this, and you were one step ahead of me. So I, I think I probably want to wrap up with, is there anything I haven't asked? Uh, you know, I think we've learned today that Medicare covers it, which is unbelievable. We've learned that you need a, a, a doctor's order to get the receive the hospice care you're looking for, that it's not about giving up and it's about giving up treatments that aren't doing anything anymore. And I, and I loved, I loved hearing that people actually will live a little bit longer and probably with a, a little better quality of life a month or so longer if they're receiving hospice care. What, what else, what haven't we asked that you think it's important that our listeners hear or do we just do that great a job? Absolutely. <laughs> the only thing I guess I would mention is that, you know, a lot of us think about hospice just being for cancer patients, but it can be any end-stage disease, Alzheimer's disease, cardiac, pulmonary, liver, uh, strokes. It can be for any disease process. And the earlier admission uh, to hospice avoids those crises that can happen where you're, you know, rushed, rushed to the ER um, we can, you know, increase the overall care, decrease hospitalizations, and, um, you know, just help keep that family unit together for whatever time. Oh, that's per- I'm so glad you shared that. I'm so glad you shared that, Debbie. This has been incredible. It's been enlightening for me. I know it's been enlightening for our listeners out there. Uh, I loved what you said right at the beginning. I actually wrote it down, an extra touch is extra care. Um, I, I think that's a, a real wonderful way to put it. Uh, thank you so much for sharing both your time and expertise with us, Debbie. It means the world. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Takis McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Takeus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there 
free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 